Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Hello, everyone. Why don't you come see us live? in philadelphia this weekend thursday night friday night and saturday night we're at the punchline in philly then on sunday night we go to the beautiful improv in washington dc uh back here in the la area uh on march 7th thursday night i believe it is at mm-hmm. levity live in oxnard california the 805 coming to that the 80 is it the 805 that is all right then Stamford, uh, Connecticut, New York Comedy Club, Stamford, Connecticut, March 22nd, Friday night, one show only. And then on to the Auburn Theater in Auburn, New York. Can't wait. Tickets are $14.99. So this, and their web's already almost sold out. The you best better get deal them in that. Auburn. And then, of course, Kansas City. Haven't been there in years and years and years. The Comedy Club in Kansas City, one night only, March 27th. And then on to one of our favorites, if not our favorite of all time, Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida, Saturday night, 6 p.m., April 6th, and then Dania Beach, Sunday night, April 7th, the improv uh, down there in uh, Dania, Dania. I, I'm going to get it right one of these days, mm-hmm. but you get the idea. Sunnyvale, how do you like that? Rooster Tea Feathers up there Ooh. in Sunnyvale, California. Another place I haven't been doing forever. Love this club, Dallas Hyenas. Uh, off Cabot Comedy Club in Beverly, Massachusetts, May 3rd and 4th. House of Comedy in Detroit, May 10th and 11th. Uh, Detroit House of Comedy. Uh, and then Atlanta Punchline, May... Whatever, I can't read. It's my wife wrote these, and I, she writes numbers like a, like a child. All right, everybody. Uh, new episode coming up, cover to cover. Yes, Tuesday. Love a Tuesday episode. Love it. Love doing all the episodes, Alex. Mm-hmm. Especially Tuesday. Little Steve Miller, yeah, kicking things off. Big old jet airliner. I mean, Steve Miller's fine enough, I guess. You know, I don't know if anybody's been around. Got a lot of hits. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. He's one of those guys who just didn't show up. You know, I don't care about that, but he's in. <laughs> yeah. Still out there. Had a big tour this year with a bunch of bands. I think it's Def Leppard, Steve Miller, Journey, Cheap Trick, Heart. I think they're all touring together. Nice. Yeah, so you know, that's a good time. Get the hits and get on. There you go. Damn. Exactly. Good song. This one really takes me back to my Long Island, you know, you forget, you know, I mean, I guess when you're growing up, you don't think the people that you're, you're growing up with and around are, are kind of trashy. But then as you get older, you look back on memories you have and you're like, oh, those people were, I guess, trash. But, you know, when you're 10, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember, like, hearing this song in, like, a bar. Went to, like, some barbecue at some bar somewhere, like an afternoon barbecue. Like, some of the neighbors took us. Me and my brothers, and we went to like a a bar in the afternoon. But it was a barbecue. It was like it was for the kids. Everybody was invited to the bar, mm-hmm. family friendly. Yeah, and that song played on the jukebox. I remember being fascinated. Even I, I must have been nine or ten. I was fascinated by the jukebox, mm-hmm. and I remember it was like bikers and shit like that. I mean, 
as much as I love Long Island and the people, as you guys, you know, nothing against the good people of Long Island, but they could be some trash on Long Island. Yeah. And uh, certainly they were at this barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was run by, for whatever reason, there was some sort of correlation between this barbecue and where I used, my mom every now and again would take me to get my hair cut with her. Mm-hmm. She was going to get hay, her hair cut. I think she was getting a shag at the time, Alex. Ooh. She was getting a shag cut. That okay. was a popular cut at the time. My mother was upset that people would tell her she looked like Ann Murray. Because <laughs> she had a haircut that was short like Ann Murray. People were like, oh, you look like Ann Murray. Look like Ann Murray. You look like Ann Murray. I'm not mm-hmm. Ann Murray. Yeah. So then she went. She wanted something a little more edgy. And she went and got a shag from the sheer shack. Okay. In like a farming village. It was long gone, I'm sure. But okay. a couple of times I went with her to the sheer shack. And they cut my hair, too. And this guy was like, I mean, he was like right out of, I remember the guy vividly. I think probably it had such an impact on me as a child that I later on, the aging rocker look that I do now, I mm-hmm. think was based on this guy who cut my hair probably three times when I was a child. Mm, okay. And he was very much like a Warren Beatty in shampoo, if you remember that. I mean, at least I thought. Yeah. But, you know, when I'm six or whatever I was, eight, this seemed like, oh my God, this guy, you know, but now he was a, he was a hairstylist in, in Bayshore at the Shear Shack, which is probably next to a King Colin mm-hmm. in the same shopping center. I mean, you know, but I thought this guy was Warren Beatty in shampoo. Yeah. A, a big difference. But anyway, he asked me how I wanted my hair cut. My mom's, my mom wanted the shag cut. If you guys remember the look, I don't rem- you know, it was a big cut in the seventies. And uh, I told him I wanted to look like Robert Redford. And I was like seven, mm-hmm. but I knew, I said, I, yeah, I want the, I want to look like Robert Redford. And the guy's like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, first of all, you're not, you're not that good looking. You're set. You're not even that good looking for seven, mm-hmm. like a weird looking seven year old. Your hair's gigantic. All, you know, a lot of wing flipping out, you know, like a lot of waves and cur- not curly, but wavy. Yeah. You know, so I, I didn't, I didn't have the same hair as Redford. So he wasn't able, but he did the best he could. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, there you go. That's my story. I didn't even know that, why I even told that story. Sheer Just Shack. for Sheer Shack. Oh, Steve Miliband. Steve that's Miller what Band. put my put me in the uh, in that uh, big old jet airliner. Uh, I gotta guess that's got to be seventy early seventies. I'm gonna guess that's seventy seven, seventy six. Might even be earlier than that. Uh, anyway, Alex will come up with the answer to that as, as he often does. Yeah. A lot. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah, that's what I figured. Seventy seven was like I don't know. You know if. I, when all said and done, I think 77 might be my favorite year at this point. I don't know why. Let's see. I was probably 11 years old in 77. And 77 in New York, at least, was just, if I'm not mistaken, Yankees win the World Series. There's a blackout. Um, uh, the, the Yankees were, like, fighting. It was like Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson were, like, punching each other in the face in the dugout mm-hmm. I, from like this could be 78 this could be 76 but i'm a jaw i mean i think star wars oh, okay. uh i mean just a wild year or a, a blackout in new york son of sam all this oh, stuff yeah. was going on in new york around that i could be wrong on the years but it's pretty close um so just like a wild time i believe elvis died in 77 if i'm not mistaken um, just craziness and the music was great and the movies were great. You're right. August 16th, 77. Yeah, I see. I do. I mean, I have a very vivid memories of 77 for whatever reason. Uh, give me, give me the top, give me the, uh, best picture nominees in 77. Give me the best picture nominees. I'm going to say the winner of best picture 1977 was, I want to say it was, uh, one flow of the cuckoo's nest. Okay. Am I, I that could be all right. I'm gonna say one flow of the cuckoo's nest, but I could be wrong on the year on that one. That could be seventy eight. All righty. Um. Anyway, get me the five best picture nominees in seventy seven. It's got to be everyone's amazing. I could assure you, everyone's amazing. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm completely wrong. And I believe the nominees are Taxi Driver. Oof. I mean, an amazing Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster. Harvey Keitel, Scorsese at his best. You talking to me? You talking? That's that movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Network. Oh, Peter Finch, uh, Walter Pigeon, I believe. Faye Dunaway. 
Okay. And uh, and uh, and uh, William Holden. Oh my God, still holds up. Want to hear the classic line from that? Yeah. I've had uh, I, all I can take, and I can't stand and take any more, or something like that. I'm fucking it up. But anyway, that was a very famous line from that movie. Mm-hmm. Rocky. Ooh. That one best picture, 77. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. How did I not know that? My favorite movie of all time. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Bound yes. for Glory. Uh, another classic. And uh, All the President's Men. Oh, oh, Robert Redford. Redford there you go. Yep. Redford. That's the haircut I want. Redford and Hoffman about the uh, Watergate scandal. Man, mm. every one of those movies is amazing. I mean, as good as it gets. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, okay, and Rocky wins Best Picture that year. Yep. And uh, I don't know who won Best Actor, but Stallone didn't win. Oh, you know who won Best? I think it was probably somebody from Network. I think it was Peter Finch. Peter Finch from, yep, Network. from am I, Network. Am I correct? Yes, you yes, are. Yes, thank you very much. I think he died. I think he was dead. I think it was a posthumous uh, Oscar. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think. And I Network's uh, Faye Dunaway, actress. Yeah, in she was role. fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. Faye Dunaway, good-looking lady back then. He you know, for seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, by today's standards, you look at Faye Dunaway, you're like, oh, she's got like rotten teeth and stuff. But that's back, you know, like I was saying about the We Are the World documentary. You just didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So you looked like you looked, you know, you looked like you, you couldn't fuck with it. Yeah. Uh, like you can today. So uh, you had to be, Faye Dunaway was doing the best she could with what she had. All right, everybody. I don't know what I've done or how or why or that I get alerts on my phone. As to the comings and goings, uh, I guess it's just like the New York Post is like their headlines pop up on my phone or one of the papers, mm-hmm. to, you know, what, that I follow. And uh, and I and I get alerts on the comings and goings of, of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Okay. I know where they're going. I know she's in Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, I, I, they told me on my phone, alert. She's flying to Australia now. She's on a plane. Yeah. Okay. Now she did her concert. Another alert. Travis Kelsey on his way to (laughs) Australia. Uh, Taylor Swift's at the zoo in Australia. Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey has arrived in Australia. Yeah. He's at the zoo with her. Okay. I think they went to the zoo two separate days. Okay. And then, of course, they get in trouble. PETA, if you're that big, you know, of stars like they are. Like, you can't do anything because they'll take a picture of you at the zoo. Like, you're just killing time before you're big. She's got a giant concert that night. What are you going to do? Yeah. Go to the zoo. Sydney Zoo. I think it's a I think it's a famous zoo. Mm-hmm. Go to the... And, of course, PETA, whoever. They're, they're at the zoo. That's disgusting. Animals are in cages. I, I Whatever. You know, I got to go to the zoo sometimes with my daughter. But nobody takes pictures of me, so nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And you should see the L.A. Zoo. It's not, uh, you know, it's a, they're barely holding it's on. It's a prison yard, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, but then Travis Kelsey is back. Now he's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've flown several times to Australia. It'll fuck you up because you you go like back in time because it's around the world and you and like I don't normally believe in like in like a, a, what do they call jet lag? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really get it by traveling, you know, in America. Yeah. But man, I remember coming back both times from Australia and just being like, I don't know what day this is. Like, I don't know what time. I don't know where we are. So uh, it is. It it'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But this Travis Kelsey lands from Australia and is like partying in Vegas. See a picture of him partying with Patrick Mahomes, some championship party or something for the you know for the Chiefs at uh at some club. I mean, how? I, but I guess. You know, the guy's, what is he, 31, yeah. 33 or something? And he just won the Super Bowl for the third time. He's having sex with Taylor Swift. I mean, why? Who wouldn't party under such circumstances? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let the guy have some fun. Is it pretty common for football teams to celebrate this long? I don't I mean, I think it feels it was, like they're going a little long. I, I think it was probably like uh, something where it was bought at, you know, they, mm, yeah, somebody sponsored it or something. Cause I feel like all the chiefs were there. So, uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Hey, listen, some corporate, you, event. you've won three Super Bowls. You're only, I mean, they're only, they're still young. I mean, go ahead, enjoy your life. I mean, that's some crazy. Patrick Mahomes only been playing six years. He won the Super Bowl in three. Of, I mean, wow. it's why I think yeah. he's, I think he's been in the playoffs every one of those six years. So I mean, the guy's put on to he's every right to go out and party and enjoy his life. 
But anyway, Travis Kelsey and Telson, I, I guess still going strong. I had read they have a $25,000 hotel room in Ooh, Australia. Okay. 25 grand a night, the hotel room was. And I guess they had some pictures from the inside of it in one of the papers I was looking at or magazines or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and I just don't know, like, I guess as Taylor, being Taylor Swift, you kind of have to get the $25,000 a night room. But I don't, um, I don't know. I would feel like I really got to do some shit in that room. Because mm-hmm. she's probably, I mean, how long are you in the room? Yeah. I think she did two shows in Sydney. So let's say she's there three nights. $25,000 a night. Mm-hmm. Hotel room. And then you're probably rehearsing. Got to go sound check. Got to go go have the zoo twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know how much time is actually spent in the room. At twenty five grand. I would have been like, shit, we got to do. I feel like we got to watch it. A movie or something in here, or mm-hmm. take some uh, can of Pringles from the, you know, yeah, from the what are they called mini mini bar mini bar mini yeah. bar yeah. Like I have to do something mm-hmm. now. If you're spending twenty five grand a night on a hotel room, do you still have to spend seven bucks on the Pringles, <laughs> or is that I guarantee part of it? I wonder if it was the same hotel. And I'm not being funny when I say this. We stayed, and when we were in Sydney shooting Chelsea lately, we stayed in. A very fancy hotel. At least we thought it was. Because the reason why we thought it was is because it's the hotel. And Chelsea stayed in the room. You know, she had the big room. Yeah. And we all had good rooms. But Chelsea had the big room. And we were there for like a week or maybe more, 10 days. So we hung out in Chelsea's room a lot. And it was the room that Michael Jackson got married in. Oh. Where he married Debbie Rowe or something. It, she was married in that hotel, he was, Michael Jackson, was married in that hotel in that room. So I'm figuring, wait a minute, if Michael Jackson got married in that room, that might be, this might be the 25 grand a night room, Uh right? Yep. I don't know if E was putting up 25 grand for Chelsea to stay there, but they might, back then it might not have been 25 grand, but Mm -hmm. it was nice. I don't know if it was 25 grand nice, but I mean, 25 grand, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I like a Hilton Garden Inn, Alex. I'm fine with that. You know, even if I'm even if I'm Taylor Swift, I'm like, I don't know, is it clean? Mm-hmm. You got the, uh, you got a free. I wonder if they have a free breakfast at the twenty five grand a night hotel room. If they have the, you know, the waffle maker where you just pour the batter in, flip yeah. it over. Do you do the waffle, Alex? I, think I do. You t- the, I think you told me you did. Yeah, you know, if they have a good batter going, I will. Some, now, how do, some how do you know have good two batter batters? Two. Uh, <laughs> you know, they go this the classic batter. We got a cinnamon batter. Is that right? Yeah. What kind of hotel? You are you Taylor Swift? Cinnamon, cinnamon batter. I never heard of such a thing. Uh, Sarah Colonna has a greatest story uh, about the batter. Uh-huh. Um, one time she took it up to the room thinking it was yogurt. She took the whole the batter up oh. to the like you know and let like the the breakfast buffet was about to close mm-hmm. and Colonna like grabbed it. And thought it was yogurt and took the waffle batter up to the room Oof. thinking it was some sort of yogurt mm-hmm. and it was waffle batter. That sounds... Yeah. Anyway, that's a Sarah Colonna classic road story from Colonna. Um, anyway, there they are. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift still going strong. Mm-hmm. God bless them, right? I mean, let's keep it up. We're all fascinated by it, if not completely bored by the whole thing. You know, I mean, who knows? Who cares? Are you familiar with the CEO of Kellogg's? I am. Kellogg's Cereals? Mm-hmm. You know what his name is? I don't, but I'm familiar with him. Yeah. I'm familiar with his work. His name's Gary Pilnick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Kellogg's. Kellogg's, I'm going to say Kellogg's is, used to be Frosted Flakes. Is it still Frosted Flakes? Is that Kellogg's? Here we go. You want to hear You want to hear what Kellogg's does? Mm-hmm. Corn Flakes, Fruit Loops, Mini Wheats, Raisin Bran. Those are some of the heavy hitters. Yeah. Um. So maybe the not Frosted Flakes, Apple Jacks, Rice Krispies. Oh, is they don't well, they don't even mention those guys in here. Ooh. Anyway, he said in an interview, he was doing an interview with MSNBC or somebody, and he said Gary Pilnick said, "Hey, if people are strapped for cash, if groceries are expensive, eat cereal for dinner." Mm-hmm. And I guess he's getting a lot of backlash, according to you know you can CEO faces backlash suggesting people should eat cereal for dinner to save money. What the hell's wrong with that? Sounds like a good plan. First of all, cereal's getting getting a, taking a beating right now. Nobody's eating cereal anymore. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. It's going through some tough times. I don't really know why, because I think for the most part, uh, many people, I don't know how we didn't realize it back then, but many people are realizing it's, it's just a sugary mess. Yep. 
Uh, I might as well just eat a Snickers for breakfast, for, <laughs> you know, with most type uh-huh. of cereals. But um, so I, I, he's trying to get some, you know, he's trying to get some people back to cereal. And he's saying, just eat it for dinner. Yeah. Which, I mean, I I have and uh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't do it more often, but I'm as I'm part partially to blame because I don't eat cereal anymore at all either. Part, I think partially because, you know, we don't get the good. We're not allowed the good ones. The ones I just mentioned, mm-hmm. the Kellogg's, we get something, you know, who is it? Who's the people I don't like? Uh, you know, Annie's. yeah. And we get Choco Chimps, uh-huh. which are some healthy uh, Cocoa Puffs. Mm hmm. We get a Rhino Rolls, which Ooh. are basically uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but not as good. Mm-hmm. And so none of it is as good as I, I believe it once was. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really eat cereal anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, maybe I'll start eating it for dinner, but people are upset at this guy. You know, they're not happy about it. Um, and, then, and then, of course, you read 80% of Americans test positive for a chemical found in Cheerios and Quaker Oats that may cause infertility and delayed puberty. Mm-hmm. So that's in, uh, and there's another yeah. reason why so, you shouldn't eat cereal. Give your kids cereal. Yeah, I mean. Who needs puberty? Who's delayed puberty? Is, who's the, who's getting delayed puberty? I mean, I feel like every kid is getting advanced puberty. I don't know. I don't what know. the hell do I know about any of it? Uh, anyway, speaking back to Taylor Swift, there is the father is in some hot water. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's dad, I guess, punched out a paparazzi or something. Allegedly. Da- yeah, Taylor Swift's dad, Scott, accused of assaulting a photographer after singer. Wrapped her ears to a concert in Sydney. Taylor Swift's dad, Scott, is being accused of assaulting an Australian photographer while celebrating the end of his daughter's uh, tour down under. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, he just looks like everybody's dad. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift looks like everyone's just, just, if you told me that's Taylor Swift's dad, I'd be like, no, he's got to be some hip, cool guy, right? Nope. He looks like every dad. Um and they have it. Taylor Swift, everybody. I mean, how much more can we possibly talk about Taylor Swift? What about Wendy's, Alex? You know we love Wendy's Ooh, over here. Yeah. You like Wendy's. I'm a Wendy's guy. And the, so is our, we, we do all of our countdowns. Mm-hmm. The girl who does our countdown, Christina Vani. Yeah, Christina Vani. Thank you, guys. Uh, she always loves a Wendy. She'll mm-hmm. give you that fries are the best. They're flurry, McFlo, not McFlo, whatever it the is. The Frosty? Frosty, thank you. That's the best. Anyway, they're doing a thing they just announced. Mm-hmm. Wendy's is planning Uber-style surge pricing. Yeah. Uh, where the burger prices are going to fluctuate based upon demand. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, I guess it's not the worst idea in the world. So during lunch, I don't know what a Wendy's burger would go for. I don't know. Let's say six bucks. Okay. Am I way under? Is it eight bucks? I mean, probably close. Okay. Single. So during no bacon, lunch, six. During lunch... It's going to be eight, mm-hmm. but at three o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to be four. Ooh. I hope. I don't know. Are they going to? So during the slow times, because Starbucks kind of does that, you know, they give you during at like three o'clock in the afternoon, they'll send you a little, send you if you alert. have their app, you know, yeah. come on over and get anything. We'll give, we'll fucking give it to you. We yeah. got a ton of shit over here and it's not moving. Come over here <laughs> yeah. and get to get a Frappuccino or whatever. Um, You're right. It's just a. Yeah. So I mean. Same. I know, so I think if they, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Mm-mm. This is an interesting story that I don't really understand. And according to the New York Post, I run over to the New York Post when I see they have a little banner that goes across their pictures. If you follow them on Instagram, it's a little red banner, and it says "breaking." Mm-hmm. That'll mean that, that you know what that means, Alex? Breaking news. Yeah. Okay. And Caught you, off the press. Yeah, and and it's always usually whoa, what's who died? Something is something's up when you see breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I usually run over to breaking news, and they do another one that's that it's a little red banner, and it says exclusive. Yeah, which means exclusive to the post, but it's also usually a pretty good story. Usually, this is exclusive. T- came out today. Um, women are loving men who embrace. Are you ready for this, Alex? Yes. Uh, a baby girl vibe. And ditch toxic masculinity. Okay. I've got to tell you people now, enough is enough of things that I have started years ago. I ditched toxic masculinity as a long time ago mm-hmm. to my to my uh, career near, you know, being where it is. Mm-hmm. Had, been, had I been toxically manly or masculine, I would be hosting Saturday Night Live last Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'm not. 
And uh, I always have have uh, embraced the baby girl vibe, which I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I'm about to find out. Being so baby girl is the hottest compliment for men. Did you know that? If you have, I've never even heard this term. I didn't but, either, but okay. A 26 year old, six foot five man isn't what comes to mind for most Americans when they think of a baby girl, but it is for Gen Z. Jacob Alord, Alordi, is that how you pronounce his name? Okay. He's this handsome guy. He hosted Saturday Night Live a few yeah. weeks ago. What is he on? Why should? Why do I know him? He is a good-looking guy. I see the. I get the look. He's just a big doofus, you know. And people like a big doofus. Mm-hmm. He's baby They're, girl. He's got long, you know, just a long, gangly, and you know, like a look about him. Oh, you know, he, kind of that handsome look that yeah. the clothes just, dra- you know, they drape nicely on you. He was in uh, Saltburn. Oh, he was, one, and he was in Euphoria. So oh, every, this fucking he's Euphoria. so baby girl, right? Anyway, there. he was deemed so baby girl during his promotion as a host of Sunday Night Live. In January, musical guest Renee Rapp and Kesma Boeing Yang made the decree. An Australian actor has joined the ranks of, uh, of the other heartthrobs, including these are some of the people who was so baby girl. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Everybody, but he's an older guy, kind yeah. of, I guess. And Timothy Chalamet. I mean, two different types, both the so baby girl. Mm-hmm. Right? You staying with me? Yeah. Uh, and Jacob Alordi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and White Lotus actor Leo Woodall okay. is also So Baby Girl. Yeah. Being associated with the moniker leading to confusion for some and crushes for others. The new definition of the term baby girl has recently been adopted, remaining as a term of endearment by expanding to include a specific type of swoon-worthy man. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Um, so I... I think that's, okay, it does more. A man whose baby girl comes across as sweet, charming, a bit bashful, and seemingly in touch with their feminine side, ready to talk about their feelings or carry a purse to brunch at any point. How, you still with me, Alex? I'm with you. Okay. You know, Alex, are you? would you consider yourself so baby girl? I'm or? getting there. You are? You think yeah. yeah. I think life, you know. <clears throat> you're baby girl Life's thrown some... some curves yeah. at me and mm-hmm. i've come out the other end a little more baby girl you know good for you i'm just I mean, trying to be less toxic it's exactly what women want men uh to become the antithesis of toxic macho masculinity i mean is it finally going away because it's not in the um in like the comedies the new york comedy scene no. or what any comedy scene la all of them mm-hmm. you know you got if you're the bro i mean you're fucking killing it yeah if you're if you if i'm carrying a purse to brunch nobody's coming to my shows mm-hmm so uh, I mean, I, but I'm I've been so baby girl for a long time. Yeah, as you can tell by my audience, most of my listeners are sixty five year old women. That there's nothing more baby girl than that. Yeah, you don't think these old bitches don't think I'm so baby girl? I think they they do. tell their friends. Yeah, we're going to see Chris Rangelo and over at the New York Comedy Club in Stamford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's he? You don't know Chris Rangelo? Oh snap, he's so baby girl. Yeah, is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a baby girl? Well, that too. Mm-hmm. But he's also is baby girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's something to embrace. Yeah, you want to hear a little bit more about her? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, highlighting feminine qualities in men has been a put down, but this doesn't seem to be the case with baby girl, which almost has a celebratory quality. A Columbia University educated sexuality expert. Oh, boy. Kamna Bajwani. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kamna Bajwani. Thank you, Alex, for keeping up. Just figured I'd uh, do that. Gen Z is much more fluid when it comes to gender and sexuality than older generations, encouraging rather condemning, blurring the lines around the previously restrictive boxes separating masculine and feminine. Okay. Um, oh, okay. He, I'm, I'm looking at Pedro Pascal going into the Met Ball, and he's wearing like, you know, a, a, an outfit that could go either way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I'm sure someone told Pedro Pascal to wear that. Yeah, but it's also the know? Met. It's not like I know. So yeah, he's not going into uh, Applebee's. And no, that. according to Vogue, doesn't wear a blouse anywhere. According to Vogue's runway year-end poll, gender-bending menswear was dubbed the industry favorite for 2023's trends. Okay. Okay. I got to tell you, there's lately um, my four and a half year old daughter, almost five at this point. I've, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm, this is gonna, I'm going to be dealing with this probably the rest of my life, uh, which who knows how much longer that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I get, I get some questions. I don't, I don't know where they come from, but, you know, it's like, can boys be girls? You know, these, and I don't know. So I just, <sighs> I don't. Re- I, what's right anymore? I just say, everybody's can be everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I go, you better watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, close, I, tell, I tell my wife, what school is this girl going to? Yeah. What are they teaching her over there? 
But anyway, ship no. her to Florida. <laughs> ship her to Florida. <laughs> get her. Get her. Get, I'm, I'm sending her to Ban Books High School. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's. But anyway, she does ask. Like, then one day she goes to me. She goes, "Did Grandpa used to be a woman?" I was like, "My dad." She goes, "Yeah, he used to be a woman." Like, do you get? Do you start out as a woman, and then become an old man? Like, she thinks that's the. Mm-hmm. I mean, dumb as shit. No. So I was like. Um, no, I don't. I, Grandpa was never, but maybe who knows? I yeah. don't know. I didn't meet him till he was twenty five. You know, could have had a yeah. I don't know what his deal was. Could have had um, a wild side. Yeah. So anyway, I find myself so baby girl. But what do I know about uh, about anything? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's big of you. Thank you. Yeah. Kid Rock. Kid Rock was on uh, Joe Joe Rogan. Speaking of toxic masculinity, and just like that is. I've lately been like watching clips of it, and I don't know where I where I should stand on Joe Rogan because I don't. I like I feel as a comedian, I do like him a lot because he does a lot for stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he supports a lot of comedians. He's a he, anytime anyone starts talking stand up on his uh, podcast, he gets very passionate about it. He went through the ranks that I've we've all gone through. It's not like he was an overnight success. He really. You know he's 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 busted it out in the clubs and 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 all that, um, and he opened a club that supports a lot of guys. So for that reason, I applaud what he does. And I honestly, I don't I not applaud anything. I don't mean the podcast and all that. I mean, I don't. It's not my thing, but I can understand why people would be into it. Um, but anyway, I'm seeing so that. But but it's all very toxic masculinity, like right down to like. You know, like smoking cigars and just, it's mm-hmm. very bro. Yeah. And I've always, I, like I've always, for whatever reason, I don't really know why, I've always kind of like, bro's never been my thing. And I, I consider myself a bit of a bro just because I know a little bit about. You're like you know, a baby girl, bro. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's nice. See, <laughs> finally, something nice. I get it. Um, but I mean, I know a lot about sports, if that's bro-ish. Mm-hmm. Probably know more about sports than Joe Rogan does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know a ton about baseball. I know a lot about football, and then I keep up on everything else. I, I mean, I have a love of Broadway and this shit like that. But you know, anyone who knows anything should. It's yeah, fucking the most talented people in the world. You dumb fucks. You know, in so, Russia, that cut Broadway. Yeah, that's like the most masculine art. I know exactly. Russian bros yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Alexander Gudinov, the yeah. guy. From from Die Hard, mm-hmm. he's a fucking classically trained ballet star. I mean, yeah. these people are all they all are. Yeah, and Australia too. You know, they they encourage. That's why all all the Australian actors, Hugh Jackman, Guy Pearce, Mel Gibson, even they all could sing, they could dance, they're trained to do everything. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever, and eh, who knows? So, uh, but I've never been broy, so I don't I don't really get the bro thing over at Joe Rogan. But anyway, Kid Rock was over there last week. Mm. And I guess he said, you know, Bud Light, the whole thing was like, a, I mean, more or less what he was saying was it was kind of a joke. Like I wasn't really, yeah. I think I give a fuck about Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney or whatever. I mean, I'm, I didn't really listen to what he said. I read it. But uh, what he said was I was shooting blanks. I wasn't even, it wasn't a real gun. Like I, I and then he dr- was drinking Bud Light mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, I mean, he nearly put the fucking bit brand out of business and, uh, don't you put that on kid and, and people, <laughs> that was and, a Mulvaney and, thing and people, yeah, true, true. And people, uh, and people like, like, I mean, people, I still do a joke about it in my act and mm-hmm. I have a bring up and people boo when I, when I in, show my butt line on stage, I mean, there are some, depending upon the city we're playing, people are like, there is a legitimately angry reaction to it yeah and which is shocking to me but i mean you know we live in as i often say on this podcast we just live in different times man these mm-hmm. are we are going through some well but anyway i always i think it's funny that everybody said yeah well if kid rock's not into it neither are we and he's like oh i was kind of joking yeah but yeah uh, she needed a clip for the gram and he, yeah, exactly. Like well, something like that, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what it is? Did we did we miss an award show? Uh, we did miss the um the the SAG awards, the SAG awards, yeah, which was actually live on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Which, being a guy who um who uh is uh, in the Netflix world, Alex, mm-hmm. 
I can tell you that uh, Netflix doing live programming right now, this is like their third or fourth live thing. Yeah. And it's a bit of work for them to do, but, you know, they did one of Chris Rock special. They've done some mm-hmm. Japanese stuff live, and it's been a big hit. So this is their first award show live. Yeah. And apparently, they have some sporting events coming. Not up. yet. Like they, the they, tennis they, one. I WWE. think WWE. They just oh, made a deal yeah. with wrestling, and that's gonna. So now, once Netflix starts getting into live TV, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, they just made a deal with WWE, so that's huge. But they, if they get MLB or NFL or one of these, who I mean, who knows if it'll have it? But that's it. Yeah. Network television, it's over. Nail you, on the yeah, coffin. NBC, CBS, ABC, it's over. I mean, I know they're all kind of owned by. You know, Disney owns ABC, so they're all in the same world a little mm-hmm. bit. But what we know as ABC, CBS, and NBC will be done after, because right now the only thing that's holding them up is live golf and and football and you know Olympics and blah blah blah, and and award shows. Honestly, I mean they still do get big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if uh, Netflix successfully did the SAG Awards the other night. And people seem to really enjoy it because what they're saying is what I've read at least. I didn't see it. I, you know, I was I'm busy. I'm very busy, people. And I know I normally like to watch these things. But what they're saying is the actors and everybody, there was no commercials. So everyone got to talk, you know, their speeches weren't cut off. Ah. So everyone's like, oh, I kind of like them doing long speeches. I guess Barbara Streisand gave a great speech and so, I mean, you if Barbara Streisand wins an award, you kind of want to see a longer speech out of Barbara Streisand, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, people were kind of into it. From what the people that I read, you know, I'm sure some, there were some parts of the world, shot this, bad job. She's, you know. But uh, so I don't know. who Now, who is it Oppenheimer won the most, right? Yes. Yeah, so. Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. That, the yeah, because the SAG Awards does they they do it by cast because mm-hmm. actors are all we're all together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do the actor and the yeah. you know male lead, female lead too. But for cast, it was Oppenheimer. Good cast. Mm-hmm. You know, was in the cast. Interestingly enough, who you haven't seen in a long time, Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah. Do you okay. remember him? Remember yeah. Josh Hartnett? Didn't he do a? Didn't he do a? A movie about masturbating or not masturbating or something, 40 days and 40 nights or something, where he says, I'm not going to masturbate for 40 days. Uh-huh. I think he was in a movie like that, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Anyway, he was kind of like, he's kind of like reclusive or he's kind of gotten out of Hollywood mm-hmm. and you never see him publicly. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, he um he uh, was there. Mm-hmm. Actually showed up to the award show. People were like, whoa. I mean, he was good in uh, in in Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Anyway, it's a great movie, actually. Excellent, excellent. My favorite movie of the year. All right, a- outstanding performance by a male actor, Chillian Murphy, Oppenheimer. Yeah, he's winning everything. Yeah. Female actor, uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers yeah, of the she's Flower winning, Moon. She's winning everything too. Yeah. yeah. Oscar uh, Oscar's going to go to her for sure, hundred okay. uh, percent. And then. Uh, you know that it looks like it's leading to killing Murphy, but I say on Oscar night, uh, it's a Paul Giamatti upset. Oh, uh, yep, you heard me. Okay, Paul Giamatti upset on Oscar. All right, night. supporting male performance, you got Oppenheimer with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's gonna win. Uh, walk away with it. He's mm-hmm. fantastic in it, and it's Robert Downey Jr. Here's what we do in in a case of Robert Downey Jr. This is our way of saying. Thanks for a good career. Yeah. You know, this is the role we're going to give it to you for, but this is for all the roles. Yeah. Okay. This is for you being the wise guy in back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. You know, like we're going, we're going way back, Robert. This is for you being the drug addict in less than zero, giving Jamie Gertz a hard time. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and fucking over Andrew McCarthy in, in the process mm-hmm. on, in less than zero. This is for you. Yeah. For Lifetime the, achievement. For the pickup artist or some, he made some terrible movies in the 80s, you know, strung out on all sorts of drugs and mm-hmm. shit. That's for the those days. Yeah. This is not for Oppenheimer. This is for Iron Man yeah. and whatever the fuck else. He beat uh, out some stiff competition though in that. 
And Robert De Niro, Willem Dafoe, yeah. Ryan Gosling, Sterling K. Brown. It's a tough. Here's the problem. Those guys, they I think they all doesn't De Niro's got a few. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe, I think. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll have it again. Yeah, Gosling's getting his love. So. They also want to give it right. Robbie Downey Jr. is going to make a fun speech. Mm-hmm. He's going to be wearing a cutesy outfit. You know, yeah. he's one of those dudes who thinks he's. And you know, now he thinks he's what's the guy who plays Iron? Who's Iron Man? Uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, he yeah. thinks he's Tony Stark yeah. in like real life. Now he dresses like him, mm-hmm. talks like him. It's one of those dudes who became the character. Yeah, like uh, like, like I always Elvis. say. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he becomes the guy, like uh-huh. the Elvis guy. And and uh, I always say about the girl from Sex in the City. Mm. She played like a slutty woman on Sex in the City, and then she became like a. She wrote like sex books and stuff. Yeah, it's just a character you're playing. Yeah. Uh, is that Kim Cattrall? Kim Cattrall, yes, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Uh, and who, who do we got for actors? Oh, you said Lily Gladstone. Yeah. For a tele, and they also do television, uh, out, ensemble in television. Oh, the Bear. Well, ensemble went to Succession for their oh, final yeah, season. Of they went everything. Uh, they actually put the Bear as an outstanding performance by an ensemble in comedy. Yeah, they're calling the Bear comedy. Mm-hmm, people do. Uh huh. A male actor. In a television movie or limited series, okay. Stephen Yoon from Beef. Oh, yeah. With, that guy wins yeah. everything. I mean, mm-hmm. Beef is killing it. And Ali Wong won for Beef as Jesus. well. Jesus. Yeah. You know, Allie's like a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, she was on Chelsea Lately a ton, and I, then I worked with her on that Chelsea Lately sitcom. Mm-hmm. We were, like, friendly. I mean, it's just wild how her career is just... But, you know, she's a good actress. Yeah, she... Really good in that. Did yeah. you see Beef? I did not. I would watch Beef. It's intense. I think I'm going to watch it on the plane. Maybe. It's good. Yeah, I'll get that one on Netflix. It's on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us. Everyone loves that guy. Yeah, can't miss this Pedro Pascal. What's his situation? He got girlfriends or married I don't kids? Know. I feel this guy could get anybody. He's so he baby wants. girl. I know this guy's so baby girl. He like, could get anything. He should be out there. He should be with Taylor Swift mm-hmm. at a twenty-five thousand dollar a night hotel room in Australia. Just so baby girl. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't strike me as this. I get the Jacob Eldery so baby girl. Like Pedro Pascal's a little more. Uh, manly I mean, he than just, like a than like a I get Chalamet and Elordi mm-hmm. Elordi Elordi I get them because they you know every now and again I'll show up on a red carpet with pearls yeah and a skirt so they, yeah that's yeah but I don't think Pascal does that and does he they do salt burn type movies Pedro yeah. Pascal just won for The Last of Us know, which is like a, a zombie end of the movie world movie he right, was like yeah. a he's pretty manly in that mm-hmm. is there, there's some gay action in that isn't there? The Last of Us? I thought. Oh, there is. Yes, a, don't they? Isn't there, there the guy is, from? Um, um, yeah, he was yeah, in that, that from one, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. What's his name? Yes, he's he is, great. I like that guy. There a lot. is. There is one episode that's uh, about his gay I, love. Yeah, I think he won a SAG award for it. For I the think gay he scene, did. Yes. Oh. I, well, not the gay scene. He won for o- that. O- Offerman, Nicholas yeah, Offerman. Nicholas Offerman. Yeah. exactly. Married to Mala, Mala, Married to the girl from Will and Grace. They're married. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. That's okay. not her name, but let's just say it is something like that. Uh, okay, everybody. I, I feel like we give, we've given a lot. It's a mm. Tuesday night. If we'll be 100% honest with you guys, we're taping this on Monday night. So it's very late here in Los Angeles. We're taping our second podcast of the day. Um, And uh, yeah, so we're we're talked out. We're all talked out. Mm-hmm. Another freak out on a plane. Um, Those just keep coming. They just keep coming. I mean, it's just wild. Uh, I'm hearing a lot about this Wendy Williams. I guess yeah. a new documentary came out about Wendy Williams um, uh, today or something on TLC. I forget what network it's on. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a two-parter. And we've been talking a little bit, at least on Juicy Scoop, we talked about it before the, this thing came out. And we we're, you know, and it is interesting that she seemed to be on top of the world. Like, and I'm not kidding. Like, her daytime talk show was huge. Yeah, and it was syndicated. So, like, there's just there was just so much money in it. Whether she made a bad deal or something, I don't really know. But it just seemed to suddenly end. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. And I mean, just when it was at its height, it, she just somehow I don't know was it rehab or something. Nobody seemed to have any answers. There was rumors of health issues and uh, or or you know, mental issues, and you saw some pictures of her, uh, you know, walking in and out of limos to places, and she just never looked right. 
But anyway, now I guess I should, I'm, I'm not all that interested in Wendy Williams, but I, I'm hearing some shit about this documentary then. Yeah. I guess she was a crazy drinker, according to this, and like drank herself into like a dementia, they're saying. So, I mean, I guess it's pretty grim to watch, but, and I, I don't, you know, she's one of those women, I don't know if she's 70 or 40. Yeah. I mean, what? how old is she? Is she of a dementia age or is she just like really like early onset dementia? Yeah. Let me get that age for you. Because she could be 70. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. She's 59. Oh my God. She's young. Young. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh fuck. I thought, I really thought she was 70. Wow. All right. So mm. I guess that's over. Like she's not coming back. Yeah. To show. I thought she was maybe taking a break and was going to come back because remember they were having like guest hosts on because in hopes that she would eventually come back. Mm-hmm. Now she's been replaced by like Sherry Shepard or some other dumb shit. And, uh, you know, those afternoon talk shows, they're just who cares unless it's Drew Barrymore or Kelly Clarkson. Uh, the other ones are just I mean, but I guess people are watching. They seem to keep. Renewing their contracts, I just see that. Uh, who the Sherry Shepard's got one? Yep, Tamron Hall. Who the fuck? She was on the Today Show twenty years ago. She's got one. She, okay, and then the the one uh, who the the one who won the Oscar for Dream Girls, who was an, a, a Jennifer Hudson. Got it. Okay, she's got one. Everybody's having fun over there. Mm-hmm. I can't watch that afternoon TV. It makes you feel like such a loser. Yeah. Because all the commercials, you know, there's a lot of commercials if you ever watch like regular TV, mm-hmm. especially in the afternoon. And they're, they're, they know their audience. They know who's watching. Yeah. You know, sitting there at noon on a, on a Tuesday watching TV. Mm-hmm. So every commercial's aimed at that person. People that eat cereal yeah, like, for yeah, dinner. <laughs> kind of, yeah, like, yeah. Why are you there? You know, yeah. like, I'm a lawyer. I will get you money. Did you fall down in a in a grocery store? Did you were you hit in an Uber? Mm-hmm. I'll get you money. Yeah. Do you have a disease? Did you take? Did you did you do something at mm-hmm. a at a workplace? Were you did, were you a marine mm-hmm. uh, somewhere? There's the the water was tainted. Yeah, Camp I'll, Lejeune. Yeah, I'll get you money. Yeah. Do you have mesothelioma? Mm-hmm. I'll get you. Did you put? Powder on your pussy in the seventies? I'll get you money. Yeah, you got Ozempic face. Is that what another one is? Yeah, going yeah. after the old, yeah Ozempic. The faces face. are getting yeah, and it's just like collapsing. Yeah, just getting <laughs> real droopy. Yeah, I mean that's what happened. You lose weight. It yeah, comes out of your face. Comes too. out everywhere. I mean, it comes out of your ass and your in your belly, but it also comes out of your face. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. People love that fucking Ozempic, huh? <laughs> it's a lifesaver. I mean, I guess. miracle cure. I guess. But like, when do you st- when can you take Ozempic? Like, if you're ten pounds overweight, or do you got to be a hundred pounds overweight? I think you got to be pushing too. You know, because I, I see think- I'm hearing some people like they were like, you know, Kelly uh, Osborne, uh, the the wife, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Sharon, Sharon, Sharon Osborne. I'm like Sharon Osborne's never like she wasn't obese. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess some people are taking it who just need to lose ten pounds. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you could lose ten pounds by just. You know, taking a skipping a couple of meals, right? Yeah. I, what the hell do I know? I don't fucking. It's all over for me. I don't care. But um, <laughs> what do I need? What do I what I need? I, I got to be on Ozempic now. Mm-hmm. All right. What I do we got? got? The, I got something for you, real quick. Oh, what do we got? Uh, nineteen seventy-seven. We started with who won an Oscar in the seven in seventy-seven, right? The art of nineteen seventy-seven. Would you like to hear who the Grammy winners were of nineteen seventy-seven? Can I guess? Go ahead. You want to guess the winner? You just want to guess some nominees. Well, give me the category, and I'll try and guess who won. 1977. um, Go ahead. So you could take record of the year or album of the year. They're different categories. I know. Well, I'm going to say album of the year was the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Am I wrong? Um, Is that not 77? I don't. I'm just looking at the Give it to me. Uh, album of the year was Songs in the Key of Life, Stevie oh, Wonder. Stevie Wonder, great album. Okay. Record of the year, This Masquerade, George Benson. Ooh, okay. Uh, song of the year, I Write the Songs. Barry Manilow, Barry Manilow. that make the young mm-hmm. girls sing. He didn't write that song, however, strangely enough. Yep. Uh, the other songs of the year, uh, the Ma- This Masquerade, Okay. George Benson. George Benson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. No. Song of the Year, runner-up. Really? Yep. Church bell chimes, even rang 29 times. For each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, breaking wow. Up is Hard to Do. 
Oh, Neil Sedaka? Uh, um, yes. No. Yeah, Neil yes. Sedaka? Mm-hmm. Breaking up is hard to do. He used to and come into Mirabel every night. Afternoon Delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together makes a sparkling fire. Looking forward to a little afternoon mm-hmm. delight. Best new Sky, artist. Starland Vocal Band. Mm-hmm. Sky rockets in flight. Okay. Woo! Afternoon delight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little about to get out of here. Get Let's a- hear a little Starland Vocal Band. All right. Get us out of here. I think we've done enough. Thank you, everybody. See you in Philadelphia. We are coming to Philadelphia Thursday night. That's the end of that. Philadelphia. We will be at the punchline. In Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Then what do we do? I get on an Amtrak train to Washington, D.C., where I'll be at the Improv in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. Sunday night, March 4th? Yeah. Yeah, I think, or you know, March 3rd, March 4th, but another Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday is Sunday the night, Sunday night. Then I go, we're heading out to uh, up there in... Uh, Levity Live. Levity Live. Up in Oxnard, California. California. One night only. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, right here, close to home. Mm-hmm. And so much more. Florida. Stamford Comedy oh. Club. Tampa. Uh, um, what's the place in upstate New York? Auburn Theater. Auburn Theater. Uh, those are the ones. And then, of course, Tampa. Tampa. Side split is almost sold out already. Better get them. Si- another 6 p.m. on a Saturday night. Nice. Love it. And then over to Danya Beach. Yep. Improv. And down there in Florida as well. One very, night only. Very excited about that weekend. One night only. Kansas City coming K- up. Kansas City. We've never been before. The Comedy Club in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. One night only to the people of... I haven't been to Kansas City in forever. Very excited about that. Frangelo.fun has everything. Mm-hmm. And as we have Instagrams, Alex Khan, Khan TV. Khan.tv. Khan.tv. Chris Frangiola, Instagrams, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Keep in touch with us all. Patreon. Just plugging away here, Alex. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, come see us live. We're excited about Philadelphia. Um, and um, more, more cover-to-cover coming. If you like it, give us a review. Smash that like button. <laughs> give us a review. Go over to all the places you guys listen and, and give us a review. I love it. It's the greatest. What a fun show. Four stuff, five stars. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye bye, everyone. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.